This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. A brand new study from the Cochrane Library, the most comprehensive one ever on masks, puts to death the myth that masks do anything but inhibit breathing and make you more sick. Today you get to say I told you so. Today I don't want to. What I did bloody tell you. Former medical high priest Anthony Fauci admits in a study released recently that given the nature of respiratory illnesses, the COVID vaccines could never have been effective at controlling the virus. Today you get to say I told you so. Today I don't want to. What I did bloody tell you. Finally, in light of these and the carnage caused by COVID mandates, policies, and medication, the Norfolk Group, a group including several of the framers of the Great Barrington Declaration, is calling on the U.S. Congress to carefully and intentionally examine all COVID-related policies so that, yes, we don't repeat the last three years, but so that ultimately we can avoid this. Today you get to say I told you so. Today I I don't want to. What I did bloody tell you. Happy Valentine's Day, friends. Nothing says I love you quite like I did bloody tell you so. It's February 14th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's my Valentine, Matt Halleck. This is the Liberty Dispatch. Welcome to the Liberty Dispatch, my lovelies, uh, on this wonderful Valentine's Day. It's great to have you uh, join us once again for the program. Please, uh, wherever you get our content uh, from, please be sure to interact with that c content. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Do all that you can do to get that content out to others. Also, we're on YouTube at Liberty Coalition Canada, um, or sorry, at Liberty for Canada. That's the 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 title there. Uh, YouTube.com at Liberty for Canada at YouTube. Um, we're at Rumble at um, user slash Liberty Coalition Canada. Rumble.com user slash liberty coalition canada uh, that's where you can check out all our stuff and if you want to contact us please be sure to do so um directly at the mailbag at liberty coalition canada.com also we are as we always say we're on the fight laugh feast network flf network Dot com. That's flfnetwork.com. You can also get us over on their handy app where you can get all our content on demand at the FLF Network app that you can get from the Google Play or the Apple App Store. 
Also, be sure to go over to our website, libertycoalitioncanada.com, to check out all things Liberty Coalition Canada, as well as signing the new petition that we have up there to support Josh Alexander and the stand that he's taking against his woke Roman Catholic public school board. Um, and it's really important uh, that you stand with us as we stand with him. Um, and you can also support us and the various initiatives, including our legal initiative, which is helping defend people like uh, like Josh Alexander um, by supporting us over at libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. That's uh, libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. Or you can scan that handy QR code at the bottom of the screen. Yes, thank you. I was uh, I, I forgot to unmute myself there because I didn't want to make sure that my laughter of the initial clips that we saw was bursting <laughs> forth through Matt's uh, delivery there. So yeah, we want you to reach out to us mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. And this is uh, this is what we want to ask you. And I, I'm hoping we get flooded with emails with this question. <laughs> at what point and if you can attach a specific day and time, maybe even to the second, at what point did you realize this doesn't add up? I mean, what's going on with the masks and the 14 days and now it's the five years to flatten the triple covering of the face and seven injections and we're safer together apart? Like what day, what minute did you realize some, this, is, this is no bueno, right? No mas. Mm -hmm. No more. We let us know mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Uh, maybe you're also wondering this question, guys, what do I get my beloved for Valentine's Day? Or ladies, you're thinking, what do I get to support and encourage that strong, freedom-minded man in my life? Well, abandoned flowers, chocolate, candy, all that stuff. He doesn't need another tie. What you need to do is you need to support one another with some freedom fuel. You need to head over to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC, and you need to make sure that you buy some delicious coffee for your loved one. I'll, I'll share a little story anecdotally. Once we made the transition from some generic brand of coffee I won't mention into drinking resistance coffee exclusively, my wife kind of noticed it a little bit, but then she had another cup of coffee it was that same brand that she used to drink for years. And she said to me, oh, it's gross. I can't stand it anymore. I've gotten so used to this good coffee. That is how you know you love someone the right way. When you have made them a little bit of a, of a coffee snob where they don't want to drink that stale, gross stuff anymore, but now they're enjoying the taste of freshly roasted specialty grade coffee, you know you're doing the right thing. So for Valentine's Day, even though you'll, you won't get it in before then, but it can be a, a little bit of a delayed gift, head over to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC. You're going to get 10% off your first purchase. A lot of their merch is also discounted right now. So t-shirts you can get for half price. You can get their mugs as well. Head over there and keep using that slash LCC even after your first purchase so that they know we sent you resistancecoffee.com slash LCC. Go show someone you really, really love them. 
So as I said in the lead into the show, the chickens have come home to roost. Indeed they have. The dust the dust continues to settle and sweet sweet vindication <laughs> for those who have been made pariahs by their friends and family and have lost their jobs and I won't get into this too much now but friends of mine, very close friends of mine that I love dearly who had to relocate because their business was devoured by public health or students at my church who had to begin attending universities in other provinces because of lawless mandates. We've come to find out uh, it was it was indeed all theater. Mm -hmm. Rand Paul was right. It was indeed all theater. <laughs> the whole thing was it was a play. It was a you can call it a scamdemic. A friend of mine calls it a shamdemic, a plandemic, whatever you want to call it. It was all an excuse to have trillions of dollars exchange hands and have very powerful people increase their power and create a fearful, compliant populace so that once they bring in their COVID, sorry, their climate health crisis, we'll be sure to bend over, eat, eat, the, we'll eat the bugs, <laughs> and we will not have our cars anymore. That's, that's what this was all about. And at, at this point, Andrew, I would hate to be somebody who has to defend what's taken place over the last you know, few years. Like, I would right. hate to be somebody who's yeah. still pushing the efficacy of lockdowns or masks or the vaccines. Like, I I mean, it's like you're a Holocaust you. denier at this point. <laughs> yeah, That's where you are. Well, yeah, good. Good luck yeah. to you. But it's it, at this point, you know, despite you know, it's still being considered miss and disinformation to take the stands that we've taken on the show. I mean, the, the information's never breaking in favor to our detractors. And that's no. the amazing part of this all. And I think that's what this episode is going to show people, you know, very clearly, it's going to be perspicuous how much this was, total nonsense and right i do have to sadly say goodbye to our youtube listeners um you can check out the show over at our rumble page but it's at this point where we're going to have to stop broadcasting on youtube because of the content that we're going to talk about because despite all of what we're going to show you which is the growing evidence and the even this you know um, realizations and the, the the proclamations for some of the people who pushed this nonsense despite all of that we still to this day cannot play this content and share this type of information with you on this platform so buy youtube get lost we have to go over to rumble which again i'll put the link in the description below on youtube so you can easily just click that link Go over to a platform that allows you to say truthful things on COVID um, without you getting canceled. Um, so you're going to have to do that. Our apologies. But without further ado, Andrew, let's get into the first story that you've put together here. Yeah, we're going to we're going to take you on a journey, a delightful and miserable Down journey all lane. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, memory lane where we basically are being shot at every step of the way. So let's go back in time all the way back to March 2020. This is the beginning of the COVID era. I don't like using the word pandemic. 
in part because the CDC and the WHO redefined pandemic in order to make everyone afraid. So I'll just call this the COVID era. That's what I call the last three years. So let's go back to March 2020, the beginning of the COVID era. At that time, you had people freaking out. And they were buying toilet paper en masse. I know this because at the time I was working somewhere where you had limitations on toilet paper, paper towel, and Lysol wipes. And people would line up for hours and hours just to get it. And and we, we were getting ready for the end of the world because the plague was upon us. It was the Middle Ages again. The bubonic plague was back. And everyone was getting ready to have toilet paper for the next 20 years. Enter... Dr. Anthony Fauci, with his white knight hair and his raspy New York voice, what he does is surprisingly, and never again, bring some much needed calm and reason to the whole situation. Let's listen to what Dr. Fauci said all the way back in early 2020. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Which now, true when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, or ever, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a a droplet. (laughs) But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying Uh, uh, inside uh, there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. The people who, when you look at the films of foreign countries and you see 85% of the people wearing masks, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not against it. If you want to do it, that's fine. But it can lead to a shortage of masks. Exactly. That's the point. It could lead to a shortage of masks for the people who really need it. So that's the only time I've liked them. I mean, (laughs) even that strong. That's the only time when I didn't feel um, disdain. Who knew knew it was Anthony Fauci that was going to get us canceled on YouTube? But no, like honestly, that's early 2020. Yeah, Yeah, that's early 2020. Now let's fast forward just about one year. COVID is in fact not Ebola. So we we found this out early on. It's not Ebola, and some people are no longer gripped by the fear they once were. So they want to live mask free. They understand that the virus targets the elderly and not just the elderly in general but the elderly with comorbidities and that the vast majority of people who are dying from covid have at least three or four other comorbidities we knew this early on so people want to live mask free this time dr fauci has now evolved into health czar fauci and he's bringing us new information because science is a fickle beast indeed here was the new bestest sciency voodoo on face diapers, according to health star Fauci, just about a year later. A lot of folks uh, are hearing now about double masking, wearing two masks or trying to get one of those N95 medical grade masks. Do you believe that that's a... 
You know, it, it, it likely does because, I mean, this oh. is a physical covering to prevent uh, uh, droplets and virus to get in. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense common that it likely sense. would be more effective. And that's the right. reason why you see people either double masking or doing a version of an N95. CBC's Contessa Brewer with us now to break down the science behind double masking and what we're science. all supposed to do. Here we Contessa. go, Matt. Science. Hi there, Chef. Yeah, the experts keep telling us that wearing masks is really about protecting ourselves, protecting others from ourselves in the event that we are contagious. But, you know, if other people aren't wearing their masks or they're wearing them improperly, we need to protect ourselves. So That's experts false. say you can double up with a tight weave fabric mask for added protection. Now, Virginia Tech researchers Just found that doubling up these cloth masks oh, increases the efficacy from 50 to 75 percent. A three-layer <laughs> mask could block up to 90 percent of the particles. And if you're layering your mask, the disposable surgical mask right. goes Here's on the first, size, Matt. and then That's the tight-fitting fabric mask uh -huh. goes right over the top. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, that's some good science. Right? Yeah, yeah so, so two masks is 50 percent. Yeah. Three masks is 75%. So common sense tells us if you wear seven masks, you'll have 150% defense against COVID. However, Matt, the science changed yet again. Oh, man. Soon, the this CDC. Ride. Right. Soon, the CDC would say cloth masks, eh, not that helpful at all. Now, I'm sure that had nothing to do with the fact that cloth masks were reusable. Whereas surgical masks and N95 masks were one-time use, driving up the sales and profits for certain companies. No, no, mm. it was science. That's what was driving it. So here is CNN's chief shaman and bone reader, Leanna Wen. <laughs> Former head of Planned Parenthood, to too. Yeah, let's see what <laughs> she has to say about the new updated mask information. Cloth masks are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was, it's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either because we're dealing with something that's airborne. We should be keeping the events that are that are safe and and also the events that have fun for people too. We can't be canceling everything, especially if we're going to be living with COVID for the foreseeable future. I would say that if you choose to go, make sure that you're vaccinated and boosted. Make sure that you're wearing a a mask, even though it's outdoors. If there are lots of people packed around you, wearing a three ply surgical mask. Don't wear a cloth mask. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations. There's no place for them. In light of Omicron. And so wear a high quality mask, at least a three ply surgical mask. And if you're going to be visiting elderly relatives or immunocompromised people after, wait three days, get tested, and then see those vulnerable people. Hmm. Didn't didn't Fauci have a he had a cloth mask over a surgical mask and that and then that 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 CBS person was putting the two masks on and the picture said wear three masks and it's it's defense and then Pete Buttigieg he had the, the the cloth mask over and yet oh but it's little more than facial decoration and by decoration what they mean is compliance mm -hmm. so let First just to keep track me. just to keep track of the fast and furious science here mm -hmm. right and, and 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 that that's what this is in under three years under three years we went from buckle up don't wear masks mm -hmm. to wear two or three masks mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Two, those masks don't even work. Mm -hmm. Buy the masks that make our friends rich because <laughs> science. Yes. And it should be noted, you know, there's there's Fauci did an entire paper before the pandemic ever happened um, that talked about the ineffectiveness of masks to stop something like the Spanish flu. So they did a retroactive study of you know, mass wearing coverings over the face, and they found that it actually heightened the spread and the danger of the disease, and it did nothing to mitigate the, it. So that study found that the majority of the people during the Spanish flu didn't die from the Spanish flu. They died from bacterial meningitis and infection from persistent mask wearing. That And that was Fauci who did that say, that's what blew my mind when he's like, actually, we're seeing most of the deaths around the Spanish flu were bacteria related probably due to mask wearing. He said yes. That. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure, you know, when you have a compromised immune system and stuff like that, that's going to only heighten that. And but it's it's really interesting because that's consonant with the Anthony Fauci that we see at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. Right. He's like, sure, you can wear them like all these people in China and South Korea and stuff like that. But there's really no evidence and no study that it's going to do anything but stop you know, larger droplets, but especially considering that, you know, we we've we know that COVID spreads through aerosolization and not through massive droplets, um, it's not gonna provide you that perfect protection. And realistically, I don't think there's been any evidence <laughs> except for the common sense analysis uh that, that Fauci offered that any of the triple or double masking had any uh, improvement on those things. So the only evidence they look to quickly is studies mm -hmm. they do on mannequins yeah. <laughs> where they would actually glue the masks to their face. So this came out of the university of Waterloo. There was a study where the university of Waterloo found that N95 masks, best case scenario only stopped about 10% of the viral, the viral spread. But what they neglected to mention was that this study wasn't human beings in real life settings. <laughs> it was mannequin where the mask was actually glued, where 100% of the seal was maintained. Yeah. And then only 10%. So those are the only studies they had. No, exactly, exactly. And the, the fact of the matter is all these studies were that supposedly prove the efficacy of of mass were not done, as you may mention, in that real life setting. They were all in clinical controlled settings. And even then they showed that the efficacy of these masks is not like what most people thought and certainly not like what uh, most people would ha you know, tell you and have you believe that you're going to stop the spread of COVID through wearing these masks, which led to the widespread, manda widespread mandating of them across the world. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, uh, it's definitely befuddling to see how quickly all the science was changing, but how realistically the science that we knew before the pandemic um, is where we've was, come back to <laughs> is where we've come back to, honestly. And, oh, and that's man. that's going to lead into some of the later stories that we're going to get into, because when we start to talk about the Great Barrington Declaration and everything like that, they didn't come up with anything new. And and that's what Jay Bhattacharya said. This is the least original thing that I've ever written. <laughs> you know, we were just implementing and applying um, 
appropriate procedures that have long been in place as it pertains to pandemics and the control of the spread and and how to actually deal with it. Anyways, let's continue to move on in this story because all of this, everything that we're we're talking about is just kind of the preamble to what you made mention about in the intro, and that is this bombshell study from the Cochrane Library. So the Cochrane Library conducted one of the largest and most comprehensive studies on masks and their efficacy. On January 30th, they published their findings based on meta-analysis of 78 randomized and controlled trials, those are the gold standard of scientific trials, concerning masks. What were their findings, you might ask? This, This is a quote from the study. Wearing surgical masks in the community probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of influenza-like illness or COVID-19-like illness compared to not wearing masks. Wearing masks in the community probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of laboratory-confirmed influenza and SARS-CoV-2 compared to not wearing masks. So there you have it. Surgical masks, and therefore certainly cloth masks, make little to no difference in the spread of COVID and the flu. But how about N95s or KN95s, right? That's that's the gold standard we were told. Okay, yeah, sure. Maybe these cloth masks, as Lena Wynn says, they're, they're facial decorations. Yeah, maybe we oversold them to you. But certainly something like an N95, you know, they're rated to high level of, uh, you know, micron protection. Surely they will be the savior for the mask community. Yet... The study finds that that is not the case. This is what we read of the N95 and P2 respirators. We are very uncertain on the effects of the N95s and the P2 respirators compared with medical surgical masks on the outcome of clinical respiratory illness. The use of N95 slash P2 respirators compared to medical slash surgical masks probably makes little or no difference for the objective and more precise outcome of laboratory-confirmed influenza and infection. Oh, yikes. KO. That's KO. it. KO. It's over. Mass dead. 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 So, so all the people the, yeah. who had to wear them to go to worship, it's time now. Nothing. Did nothing. It's time now for the men who were leading those churches to repent, to say, the science was bad. We believed the bogus. We forced you against your conscience to do something you didn't want to do. We repent. It's now. Now's the time. I'm just putting that yeah. out there. And but we've known this anyway. So, what was the conclusion of the study? Right. So they mm-hmm. analyzed 78 randomized and controlled trials regarding masks. This was the conclusion to the study. Quote. There is uncertainty about the effects of face masks. The pooled results of RCTs, that's randomized controlled trials, 
did not show a clear reduction in respiratory viral infection with the use of medical surgical masks. There were no clear differences between the use of medical surgical masks compared with N95 P2 respirators in healthcare workers when used in routine care to reduce respiratory viral infection. No difference in the average person and even the healthcare worker. So you would think, well, the healthcare worker is in a high risk environment. They're in the hospital, they're surrounded by COVID patients. The surgical mask, the N95 has to make a difference. No, according to a meta-analysis of 78 studies, little to no difference, even in healthcare settings. That's it, done. All masks, cloth, surgical, N95, they make no difference in the spread of respiratory illnesses. Now, this massive meta-analysis puts a stake in the heart of the belief that masking does anything good. And by the way, if you were listening to people like Stephen Petty, who Mike interviewed a while ago, the quite possibly most qualified person in the world to talk about the effectiveness of masks and PPE in certain settings, you'd have realized this, that, that, that it doesn't make a difference. Okay, so for all the medical experts out there and the healthcare professionals who said that, you know, uneducated, insane people who said masks did nothing, it turns out that a pastor with only a three-year degree in religious education appears to know more about virology than they do. So I'm sure he would gladly accept your sincere and heartfelt apology in advance, though he doesn't necessarily expect that it's going to come. But here's the thing in all of this, by the way. The study, as Matt has already alluded to, is nothing new. Denis Rancourt, who Mike also got to interview, specifically talking about climate alarmism, he posted an article very, very early on in 2020 showing 17 different randomized control trials on masks from seven different countries around the world spanning a period of about 20 years. And do you guess what all the conclusions were to all of those studies? Masks don't work. They did nothing to stop the spread of respiratory illnesses. We've known this since forever, and we certainly knew it early on in the COVID era. So what are we to do with this? I mean, the most qualified people in the world, with all of the information and data and scientific analyses regarding masks, said what they said. We cannot. People, people said to me, it's negligence or mis they're misinformed. No, no, no. That's garbage. They lied to us. They lied to us knowing that masks do nothing. They lied to us knowing it was going to drive up fear. They lied to us knowing that they would guarantee our compliance. And they lied to us knowing they would make a huge profit for all of those companies, mostly in China, that produce the face diapers. Because Bloomberg posted an article, maybe about a year and a half into the COVID era, showcasing people who became billionaires during the first year and a half of COVID stuff. And at least 30% of the people on that list were manufacturers of masks and PPE and other COVID related <laughs> protective equipment. Mm -hmm. So that they lied to us from the beginning. Yeah. Knowing that it's all just facial decoration. Yeah. And this is something that's like, we took world breaking 
action that has never before done in human history based off little to no actual objective verifiable science and yet because it came from supposed trusted institutions people just went along with it there was no real science behind all of this yet the science became the individuals spewing this nonsense it became the high priests of to science like dr anthony fauci and lena Wen and our various public health officials across canada and our, our various provincial health uh pu public health officials they became to science and they would uh implement all these policies that were not rooted in real life good scientific data that were actually against the best scientific knowledge that we had totally contradicting policies that were already put in place for pandemics and yet anybody who were to question this you know divine right of the public health officials they were seen as the evil portrayers of false mis and disinformation but the truth is coming out. We're actually doing meta-analysis of, especially in the widespread use of these things, um, of their effectiveness. And guess what? It's showing exactly what we knew all along. So this mm -hmm. world-breaking change, all the stuff that was implemented, all the uh, coercion and lockdowns and trampling over people's civil rights, that was done not out of science, but out of a religious devotion mm -hmm. to this COVID issue. Um, As Aaron Rock says, not real science, political science. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Science, why they did and, what they did. And this is just story number one of right. the, the stories that we have today. So if you have any masks anywhere in your possession, burn them in effigy, <laughs> be done with them all together. And here's the threat, and this is what we want to this is what we want to hammer home before we really come with this at the end of our show. That the reason why these th this was done, why these masks were pushed, knowing they don't work, was to increase the wealth and power of the elite class of our leaders, was to create a fearful, compliant population, and it was to prime us for the next wave of tyranny coming up, which is going to be climate alarmism. That's what this was all about. That's it, period. It was about money, power, fear, control, tyranny, and getting us ready for whatever's next. And we see that now, okay? Mm -hmm. We see that now. Oh, boy. Okay. Ten years ago, most banks were closed on Sunday and were supportive of the biblical family. Today, they're celebrating everything but God's plan for marriage. The shift has been monumental. It's time we stopped enabling and funding woke financial institutions by entrusting the Lord's money to them. While they still have a monopoly on bank accounts, you don't have to let them profit off your investment accounts while they push their atheistic agendas. Instead, call a privately owned Christian-run portfolio management firm. Call Rocklink Investment Partners. They will build high-quality investment portfolios for you while providing you with the personalized service without the woke. Email Rocklink at info at rocklink.com 
or visit them www.rocklink.com that's link with a c i'm actually looking forward to a really good conversation with jonathan wellum just in a few hours to talk about the financial future of things happening in canada please reach out to our friends at rocklink investment partners Absolutely, man. Great company. And we're so glad to have them partner with us. Um, some dear brothers and sisters in Christ. So, Andrew, this leads us to the second story that we want to bring uh, the second segment here. And that is as the mounting evidence continues to be gathered against this scandemic, this nonsense that we've had to endure for the last three years turns out that the evidence is so overwhelming that some of these high priests of to science the political science have had to start admitting that they were wrong but quiet don't make too big of a deal about it so we have the definitive death of the mass debate which we've just covered so the question is now, what about the jabs? That was pushed widely on people. So what about that story act or story arc will we see? You know, let's go into it then. And let's let's go back to the beginning here as it pertains to what we were told about um, about the jabs and their efficacy. And this is, again, we're going to play for you what the chief health ghoul, Anthony Fauci, said at the onset of the injection rollout. And again, this is not our words. This is his. And we're just going to see what he, he has to say. When you get vaccinated, you not only protect your own health, that of the family, but False. also you contribute to the community health by preventing False. the spread of the virus throughout the community. In other words, you become a dead end to the virus. And when dead there are end. a lot of dead ends around, the virus dead is end. not gonna go anywhere. And that's when you get a point that you have a markedly <laughs> diminished rate of infection in the community. And that's exactly the reason, and you said it very well, of why we encourage people and want people to get vaccinated. The more people you get vaccinated, the safer the entire community <laughs> is. Mm. Just so surely, their, heart. their hearts aren't safe. Yeah. So surely, Andrew, given what he just said, the the pandemic ended in 2021, right? Yeah. It, it was or, over. Or, a or long by the time beginning ago. of 2022, when, yeah. like in Canada, 85 percent of Canadians had at least two shots. Yeah. So obviously, that's what happened, right? No. Ooh, not so no. much. <laughs> Fauci wasn't alone, Andrew. Everyone was saying this. Get the jab and you will stop the spread. That's how we that's how we get out of this pandemic. We've been waiting for our savior. That's why I wasn't skies. allowed. Yeah. We got that's the why vaccine. I wasn't allowed on planes and in restaurants. Yeah. Is yeah. because I was the silent spreader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> that happened. I know it's easy to forget, but people weren't allowed to do basic normal things like participating in civic life, like going to stores, going to movies, all those sorts of things because they didn't get the jab. So get the jab, Andrew. You'll protect everyone, yourself included, around you. So, I mean, this is going to end the pandemic. It's going to be over 2021, 2022. Hmm. That didn't really happen because you'll become a dead 
end. And we saw even advertisements just in line with what Fauci was saying like this. Oh, there it is from Credo. Minimize risk. Take the pledge. You can be that defense. You get that jab. You put out the fire, Andrew. That is what we're so happy about, right? That's why everybody had to do it. We had to install QR codes on people's phones so they can just go to restaurants because if you're not if you're not going to do the right thing and be that be that person who's who's stopping the fire, putting out the fire, then you don't deserve to to eat in a restaurant or go to a movie or whatever. Watch that your was what was told. Hockey, yeah. Oh, yes. Travel, yeah, exactly. Travel from one province to another in a bus or a train. Mm -hmm. Go to the gym. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So the, the logic that we were told again and again was you need to get the injection. And, you know, once we realize, oh, man, the injections, they, they're not very effective. They don't have great duration okay well you need to get more injections you mm -hmm. need to get get the boosters too because this will blunt the spread of the virus but then andrew hospitals began to fill up with people who've had the jab oh geez you know two three shots it's not really stopping the spread and in ontario for example in june 2022 85% of all people in hospitals and ICUs with COVID-19 had at least two shots. So much for stopping the spread. So much for you not getting sick. It's almost as if they were getting sicker and spreading the sickness more based on the more shots. Well, here to gaslight us into oblivion and make us sure us plebs understand came once again, Andrew, the vaunted high priest of all scientific knowledge, Anthony Fauci. So let's play what he has to say about this. However, it is clear that they are capable of transmitting the infection to uninfected individuals. And the data that they reported indicates that if you look at the level a virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and has a breakthrough infection and mm. compare that to the level of virus in the nasal. It's way lower. It's way lower, right? It's totally different. Vaccinated person who's right? infected. Uh -huh. They're essentially equivalent. Oh, oh. which would go <laughs> along and underscore. Doesn't he trust the science? Vaccinated people who do have a breakthrough infection are clearly capable of transmitting the infection to an uninfected person. Oof. Man, he's going to get us canceled, man. I wow. think we just got kicked off a of rumble. That's so Doesn't radical. He, I mean, why is he such a conspiracy theorist? Mm, yeah, Unbelievable. I don't know. But I guess he, he's to science, right? The divine right of the public mm -hmm. health officials. He said that. So when he, he called says, it virgin stuff as, I, we, I'm I know. to science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, people aren't uh, talking bad about me. They're talking bad about science because I represent science. Literally, like... This is uh, when when I say something that but people might say is inflammatory, the divine right of the public health officials. That is essentially what he's arguing, not in yep. the same language. I'm just cutting through the euphemisms. 
So, Andrew, all this leads to, again, a recent study published by Fauci and others titled Rethinking Next Generation Vaccines for Coronaviruses, Influenza Viruses, and Other Respiratory Viruses. You probably haven't heard of this study because why would our vaunted legacy media cover anything of this magnitude? But nevertheless, um, Dr. Fauci... This world-class doctor looks less like a scientist and more like a gymnast when you actually read this study because the amount of times he's flipping and flopping, you know, basically as he's done over the last three years. But nevertheless, here's what the summary of the study finds. Viruses that replicate in the human respiratory mucosa without infecting systematically, including influenza A, SARS-CoV-2, endemic coronaviruses, RSV, and uh, many other common cold viruses, cause significant mortality and morbidity and are important public health concerns. Because these viruses generally do not elicit complete and durable protective immunity by themselves, they have not to date been effectively controlled by licensed or experimental gene therapies, which they call vaccines. So, oh, right. It still is the case that these viruses have not been able to be stopped by traditional viral vector or, you know, what we would consider vaccines or these new crazy bio experiments called mRNA vaccines. Oh, so we, I'm sure we everybody covered study. that, right, Andrew? Yeah, we, we linked to the study as well, so you can look through it. So after that, mm. that little bit that Matt read, they go on to have some numbers and graphs and big words to make them sound intelligent so that we get lost in all of the, the gobbledygook. But what we eventually get to is this gem in the study, quote, taking all of these factors into account, it is not surprising that none of the predominantly mucosal respiratory viruses have ever been effectively controlled by vaccines. Okay. We're not surprised that vaccines have never been able to deal with respiratory viruses, is what they said. This observation raises a question of fundamental importance. If natural mucosal respiratory virus infections do not elicit complete and long-term protective immunity against reinfection, how can we expect vaccines especially systematically administered non-replicating vaccines to do so. So let me <laughs> level. I know. So that's, that's quite a you question. Understand what he just said. Okay. So let me, uh, yeah. I'll just, I'll make sense of it. Okay. Oof. Cause you might think, wow, there's a lot of words. If every time you get the flu, you still get the flu next year, right? So you get flus every year, you get colds every year. Why? Well, because whatever immunity you get from the flu, whatever natural immunity you get from the flu, it's not able to defend you from subsequent infections given mutation. So, so if your own natural immunity 
cannot protect you year over year from the flu or from the cold, then how could we expect vaccines to provide you with immunity? Now, here's what's so damning about that statement. They've known this forever. Like we didn't, we just didn't learn in the last three years that if you get the flu, that doesn't provide you with airtight protection next year. We've known forever that you get the flu, you're going to get the flu again. You get colds and flus every, every year. So we've known that forever. So we've known this about vaccines forever. So this is another brutal knockout. Okay. In the first fight, science, truth, and common sense destroyed masks. In this second fight, science, truth, and common sense have obliterated the belief that experimental gene therapies weren't all effective at stopping infection, transmission, hospitalization, and death. And like I said, this is nothing new. I mean, here's a simple question. Do we have an actual vaccine that provides effective and lasting immunity from respiratory illnesses, such as the cold and flu? No, we don't. That's why they say you have to get your shots every year. We have not been able to manufacture anything that is effective in providing long-term lasting and meaningful defense against respiratory illnesses. So we knew that these jabs weren't going to be able to do it from the beginning. It has never worked. And it has to do with the way the virus spreads and mutates. That's why it's not, it's not like a virus that, effect, that affects the blood. It's not a virus that affects the, the muscle tissue because of the way it spreads, because of where it's located in the nose and in the throat, it is impossible to create, or we haven't found it yet, ways to create vaccines that actually provide protection that is lasting and effective. We've known that forever, which means they've known that forever. But here's what we do know, and here's what people were saying very early on in the rollout of these experimental gene therapies introducing vaccines while with these illnesses creates something called antibody dependent enhancement. I'm going to spare you all the mumbo jumbo. Basically your antibodies that are generated from an immune response, right? Like the injection, you have an immune response. So your antibodies, what they do is they will bind to a similar pathogen when it sees it, but instead of preventing the infection, what it does is it carries this pathogen into the body and into the cells, exacerbating an immune response. So antibody-dependent enhancement, which will come from receiving injections like this in the middle of live pandemics, what they can do is they can make it so instead of actually dealing with subsequent pathogens, it just helps them work their way through the body and do damage. We've known that forever. Here's another thing. Leaky vaccines. People were warning about leaky vaccines. What's a leaky vaccine? Basically, a vaccine that doesn't inoculate, it only reduces severe symptoms. So it doesn't give you protection. You still get the virus, but it eliminates severe symptoms. So rather than ending viral spread, leaky vaccines drive the virus to mutate in a way that can become more dangerous for people. Now, these two realities, antibody-dependent enhancement and leaky vaccines, this is why you don't introduce a new vaccine in the middle of a live pandemic, which very reputable Nobel laureates, virologists, epidemiologists, immunologists were saying early in 2020 
and they were shut down, canceled, fired, deplatformed because they're saying you cannot introduce this kind of therapeutic in the middle of a live pandemic. What will it do? It will weaken people's immune responses. It'll drive viral mutation, which will inevitably lead to greater and more severe infection, which if you haven't been paying attention, it's exactly what we've seen. Mutations every eight months, every six months, eight months is another mutation driving infection. How is it that with so many people with the jab, you still have so many people sick in hospital cases rising because we introduced this experimental medication in the middle of a live pandemic, even though we've known for a long time that by doing it, not only will you not stop the spread of the illness, but you'll create way more immune issues. So why then? Well, the answer is simple, my friends. There were trillions of dollars to be made mm -hmm. and the jabs had to be pushed hard. So now, and this mm -hmm. is what's part of the, so insidious, now that the money has exchanged hands, experts can now say the injections weren't very good at controlling the virus. Mm -hmm. But like Fauci said in that quote, in that damning quote in the study, mm -hmm. we've always known that natural immunity from respiratory illnesses doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. So how could we expect that vax? So Fauci said, that's some we common have always sense. known. Fauci has said, we have always known that vaccines can never provide lasting effective immunity for respiratory viruses. Yet they pushed the jab because money needed to be made. Again, here's the thread. Power and control needed to be amassed a fearful compliant population needed to be created to prime the pump for the next wave of tyranny. And mm -hmm. in this instance, it made the population overall weaker and more immunodeficient. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is entryism. It also got rid of all those pesky people in, in a lot of the medical fields and a lot of experts across the world that were say, saying all this stuff all along, right? Because it, it, it's if you were not going to go along with this narrative, you were a dangerous spreader of misinformation, despite your expertise, despite your knowledge, despite you pointing out common sense things, you became the enemy. So then mm -hmm. all that's left in these fields are people who are going to spout the political science and not the actual science. And then all of this has then, um, as we've talked about, it's it's changed the way that our society thinks about dealing with colds and flus and it, it's the the and the way people view people the way children yeah, exactly children now view people as bags of viruses and germs yes. that you need to be distant from because you don't want to get grandma sick i mean we have permanently scarred children mm -hmm. psychologically and because we've dehumanized one yeah. another and now in the Western nations, which would have been unthinkable, people are open to things like QR codes to just take part in normal civic activities like going to the, you know, the hockey games or what 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 have you going to the movies going, you know, to all these different uh, venues, which is then, you know, as so many people have talked about us included, that's the predicate to installing Digital ID programs in which, a society. For, which foreshadowing our, our, our next episode this week that's dropping Thursday, just to get you all excited Absolutely. about it. Yeah. We're going to be talking about digital ID. We're going to mm -hmm. be talking about brain mapping and transparency. That sounds mm -hmm. terrifying. Oh, it is. We'll be talking about cashless grocery stores. 
We'll be talking mm -hmm. about Brazil basically saying that you can't get a UBI unless mm -hmm. you have your proof of vaccination in your digital ID account. So mm -hmm. that's why we did it this order this week, because that's where it's going. Thursday yes. is where this all leads to. And, and we can gonna, see how, how the pandemic, I mean, this is written. We've talked about it at length. This is clearly written in, you know, a lot of the, the books that were like the great reset, COVID-19, the great reset, the great narrative. COVID has always been the thin end of the wedge in order to wedge open the door um, for all these different things that we're talking about and going to be talking about to come in. Um, and, you know, uh, long ago they realized, you know, the, the most universal piece of ID to ensure that they can create global citizens was a QR code or type of identification code that was linked to inoculation because that's something that is more universal than any other ID um, in in our societies. So that's why that was used as that mechanism to, to push a lot of this stuff. So, Andrew, we got some juicy content this week coming up. <laughs> but we do have one more story that we need to get to. Uh, but again, before we do that, we're talking over about you. While we're talking about money and digital currency and what's being pushed by our elites and the progressives, we have to talk about our friends over at Bull Bitcoin. Bull Bitcoin, which is Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013 is a 100% self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly to their Bitcoin wallet in their own possession. With Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Sign up at mission.bullbitcoin.com LCC and get started with your accounts creation today. Contact Bull's best in the business customer support team at any point to request assistance throughout the process. Take control of your money. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. So as we've seen, not only in our episode, but really as, as it has become apparent in the last number of months and years, the truth can only be suppressed for so long. Eventually, the dam cracks and the truth comes out. And we're there right now. I mean, people were warning about this three years ago, but they were canceled. They were banned on social media. They were discarded as conspiracy mm -hmm. theorists and anti-government scoff laws. And the, one of the goals behind the distancing and the isolation was so that you couldn't have conversations about these things and you couldn't push back and, you know, ask some meaningful common sense questions. Now, here we are. The carnage has ensued. And we're forced to deal with the consequences of terrible decisions and terrible decisions across every sphere, the economy, education, food production, everything, how everything, health, workplace, small bit, everything. The carnage is everywhere. Poverty and starvation around the world jacked up. Here we are. Enter the Norfolk group, a small group of infectious disease experts. This initiative, which began in May 2022, was led by friends like Dr. Jay Bhattacharya and Dr. Martin Kuldorf, both of whom spearheaded another white paper in 2020 known as the Great Barrington Declaration. 
the group published a white paper last week, February 6th, so this is fresh, intended to be a, quote, blueprint for a potential bipartisan congressional commission investigating the collateral damage that occurred as a result of the government's response to COVID-19 and governments across the world at all levels, federal, provincial, state, and municipal governments, all of them failed, completely failed in their response. Here's the introduction to this paper from the Norfolk Group. America's response to the COVID-19 pandemic failed on many levels of government and in many aspects. Certainly, deaths are unavoidable during a pandemic. However, too many U.S. policymakers concentrated efforts on ineffective or actively harmful and divisive measures, such as school closures, that generated enormous societal damage without significantly lowering COVID-19 mortality while failing to protect high-risk Americans. What a sentence. As a result, Americans were hard hit both by the disease and by collateral damage generated by misguided pandemic strategies and decisions that ignored years of pandemic preparation guidance crafted by numerous public health agencies, nationally and internationally, K.O. <laughs> There's another one. Dr. Absolutely. J with the left hook, putting <laughs> putting them down. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, the, 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 the paper is, is quite effective at asking pertinent questions to which we need real and significant answers um, based on how everything's kind of played out over the last few years. Um, these questions are, are like the following here. Why... The widespread questioning of natural immunity by government officials and some prominent scientists. We know that historically that is, I mean, vaccines are supposed to mimic the and use natural immunity to stop these diseases. Yet the idea of using natural immunity was passe and you were um as you said andrew labeled a scoff law you wanted to kill grandma you were all sorts of terrible question two why were schools and universities closed despite early evidence about the enormous age gradient in covid19 mortality early data showing that schools were not major sources of uh, spread and transmission and early evidence that school closures would cause an enormous collateral damage to the education and mental health of children. So why are we putting so many restrictions and so many measures in place that are not going to be effective at stopping deaths, but that are going to lead to old, you know, all sorts of negative consequences foreseen or unforeseen. Third, why was there an almost exclusive focus on COVID-19 to the detriment of recognizing and mitigating collateral damage on other aspects of public health, including but not limited to cancer screening and treatment, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, childhood vaccinations, and mental health? Four, why did vaccine randomized trials not evaluate mortality, hospitalization, and transmission as primary endpoints in their study? That's a good question. 
Five, why was there an emphasis on community masking and mass mandates, which had weak or no data, which we already covered, to support them at the expense of efficient and critical COVID-19 mitigation efforts? Naomi Wolf, Naomi Wolf, my pardon, um, who has been thoroughly canceled by the elites, um, has been covering unbelievable statistics regarding women's reproductive health as it pertains to these experimental gene therapies. And here's just a few of these. 40% of vaccinated women have experienced menstrual changes. That's an extraordinarily high percent. And the lipid nanoparticles in the jabs degrade male testes, harming their function and male sperm quality, seeing a rise in adverse events in babies breastfed by jab mothers. So all of these things are coming out. All of these are big time questions that need to be answered and answered adequately by these public health um, high priests because these, when Fauci talks about common sense, these are common sense questions that were totally uh, mitigated or disregarded because they they cast doubt on the COVID orthodoxy. Um, but it led us headfirst into all sorts of terrible, terrible consequences that have been detrimental to the health and lives of so many people. And those consequences, I mean, it's been torrential. It's mm -hmm. it's like drinking from the fire hose, and they keep coming out every day. So we, you know, like we have a document that we work through, mm -hmm. where we have all the stories that we want to cover, and th the section that has to do with COVID and jab injuries is so massive. We don't have time to do it all. So let me, I just want to highlight, just real quickly, and we have we have all the links as well. We're going to include them so you can you can look into them, but just highlight just a few of the bits of information that have come out just in the last couple of weeks. We have an article from Bright Light News where Dr. William Mackis highlights 38 pediatric deaths, that's children between the ages of two and 19, 17 of which were perfectly healthy children, including deaths from influenza, strep A, and meningitis. And you might be thinking, well, the jab doesn't cause strep A and meningitis. Maybe not, but we do know that even Dr. Moore has said that there's an immune deficiency in children because rather than eating dirt and bugs and worms and getting their mouths all over all sorts of germs, by covering their faces and isolating them from people, we have artificially weakened their immune system so that when these things come their way, they're more susceptible to severe effects and death. Unbelievable. Uh, an analysis of excess mortality in England shows that in the last three years, there have been four distinct periods, or in the last three years, there have been four distinct periods of excess deaths in England. These periods have nothing to do with the variance or seasonal change, but with the introduction of jabs. The first shot, second shot, first booster, and second booster when these are introduced and made available to people in England, this is where you see the four greatest amounts of excess deaths in England. We've talked about excess deaths in Canada, 
just recently we we see that you know in 2021 so we saw, we were talking about this last year in 2021 alberta had about 3300 excess deaths which at that point was the number one cause of death sorry and unknown deaths from unknown causes was the number one cause of deaths in alberta in 2021 and the excess deaths and the unknown deaths are soaring stats can anticipates that once all the 2022 numbers come in it's going to be well over 4000 which means between 2020 and 2022 the province of alberta has experienced about 10000 deaths from unknown causes excess deaths that's staggering there was another western student sophia denverno an enthusiastic athlete and dancer remember cardio heart intense activity and lifestyle died unexpectedly on january 17th 23 years old the cause of death is still under investigation all of this chaos all and it, it we're not done yet there is going to be years and years of damage and information validating I mean, Dr. J and the Norfolk group are, are, are very scientific and very, very measured in, in their language. This was an astronomical fumbling. And I would say it, worse than that, there was much intentionality behind the measures and mandates and policies put into place to achieve a certain goal. All of this chaos was caused by a tyrannical state, lawless mandates, unscientific measures, and a fearful and compliant populace and now we have to endure statements such as this from bill gates at that point we didn't really understand the fatality rate you know we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly kind of like flu is although a bit different than that whoa Except we did know right so dr j so Dr. J. Bhattacharya, Dr. Martin Kuldorf, and I can't remember the third doctor, one from Stanford, one from Oxford, and one from Harvard, all three of them were proposing early on while the Imperial College was saying it's 3 to 5% case fatality rate and everyone was losing their minds. Millions of deaths in every country around Dr. the world. Dr. J. Yeah. And, and credible people were saying, well, it looks like it's more like 0.2 to 0.35, 0.4 maybe as high as 0.5% case fatality, which is a bad flu season. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me we didn't know. We did know. They did know. that we. That's what we – now, we can't read their minds, so we can't provide you with a document signed by Bill Gates and, <laughs> and health rule Fauci saying we knew. But I'm telling you, they knew. They knew the jabs wouldn't work because they know the history of virology. They knew the masks wouldn't work because they know the history of virology. They knew the lockdowns wouldn't work because they know the history of virology. They knew the mandates wouldn't do anything good. They would only do bad things and they ignored it. So when Dr. Scott Atlas was brought onto the COVID task force, he is from the Hoover Institute at Stanford University. When he was brought onto the COVID task force, I was so thankful because he was measured, unlike Fauci and Burks, that he was saying, listen, the, the effects of all these things are going to be detrimental. I mean, he was looking at the total years of life lost mm -hmm. from the lockdowns and the mandates. And he was saying back in May of 2020 that by locking countries down, you will 
it will lead to more years of life loss than the virus itself. And then you have John Hopkins publishing their study not that long ago showing that all of the lockdowns and all of the mandates only reduce COVID deaths by 0.2%, which is, which is infinitesimally small when compared to the number of deaths and the damage done by the lockdowns and the mandates. And all I can conclude is they knew and they did it anyways for money, power, control and compliance that's and that's and that is consonant with what a lot of people who are against lockdowns were saying all along they said what you're going to have in any pandemic situation is a baseline of of mortality because these viral infections um they target uh age groups or specific demographics in this um case it was you know elderly people and those with severe comorbidities you're always going to have that baseline and there's nothing you can really do to stop that baseline but the, the what we're saying and what the studies have been showing is in in a stupid illogical attempt to stop that baseline we've now created a spike of excess deaths and all sorts of terrible societal cultural con er, er, consequences because we were trying to stop what just inevitably tends to take place it, when you and have they couldn't have been infections. stopped nothing they could have done could have stopped it and those and not are not our bad. words those are not yeah. our words anymore yeah those are fauci and it's not bill just gates that. It's, and, mad. Yeah. It's, it's psychological stuff oh, it's, yeah. it's substance abuse and domestic abuse oh, yes. and oh my look we we're not we're going to be sorting out this mess for decades oh yeah decades we're going to look back on i think that we'll i i, I hope that we will look back on this yeah. and and the people who were not emotionally invested in this will look back at some point and say what on <laughs> earth did they it's do clear i that hope there's I, this mass yeah. formation psychosis yeah Un- took unbelievable hold. yeah and it was the, it was it was yeah. laundered the mass formation psychosis was really laundered into the public and uh, spread through mainstream legacy media and our absolute health uh, health stars. So it's on them. And that's why we need to hold these people to account. Um, I'll play in the description below. Unfortunately, I don't have it queued up right now. I'll, play a little clip of a video from our friend uh, Peter McCullough talking about what actually needs to be done, how we actually hold these um, these people who, you know, push this nonsense on people to account. So the, the, I'm sure people will be interested in that. Andrew, take us home, lead us out. We got to land the plane here. We've gone long, but um, what can we do now? Like now, now that this all is coming out, what, what do we do now? You help us uh, think through this issue. So I just a, just a few things I want to offer. Number one, you need to decide right now that you will not comply with with whatever health mandates they impose to deal with the next health crisis. Just decide that now. It doesn't matter what they say. This is a public health crisis. I don't believe you. Lockdown. Nope. Stay home. Nope. Wear a mask. Nope. Get nope. 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 Stop driving your car. Nope. Eat bugs. No. That needs to be your answer. Whatever the next health crisis is, especially because the whole world's going to agree on it, you need to say, I will not comply because you lied to me. You told me to do something knowing that it would harm me in order that you would get more power, more money, create a compliant population in order to usher in the next wave of tyranny. I will not comply. That's number one. Number two, 
You need to think about finding ways to provide for your family where you cannot be canceled, where you aren't required to rely on either the government or the present comforts that we have, where you're free from government overreach. And that's pretty wide, right? This is financial. This is your work. This is your job. This is food production. You need to think about ways that you can take care of your family, because if you're going to not comply, which you, I would encourage you to do that, to not comply, you will find yourselves missing and having the comforts and conveniences stripped away from you. So you need to think about how can I still provide for my family, even though, or in light of the fact that these things will be taken away where I won't be able to access them. Because the next time it's not going to be movie theaters, gyms, and restaurants. It's going to be grocery stores, hospitals, medical supplies. So you need to think about how you're going to provide for your family. That's the second thing. The third one is this, and this will happen naturally as you find yourself rolling in number one and number two. Surround yourself with like-minded believers who will protect and care for one another. This isn't a solo thing. This isn't a lone wolf thing. This is something that happens in communities, in churches, with like-minded people protecting, providing for, caring for one another, encouraging one another. Find those people, surround yourselves with them, come up with plans, structures, what you're going to do to be able to push back and thrive in the days ahead. And the fourth one is this, and we haven't talked about this much publicly, but we're going to talk about this publicly now. Mm-hmm. It has to do with supporting us here at Liberty Coalition Canada, and that's joining the coalition. Joining the coalition. So what is the coalition? Well, we're in the last stages of rolling out the coalition, and we would ask you to support us and join. First and foremost, joining the coalition helps us to bring news and analysis, a biblical worldview, commentary on what's going on, And it enables us to push back against legacy media and create a space where you will get the truth from a Christian foundation. So all of our regular Mm -hmm. content will remain. You'll have Liberty Dispatch Tuesdays and Thursdays. You'll have Open Mic on Saturdays. Tim and Mike are starting up a new show. All all that regular content remains. Mm -hmm. But you're going to get extra content and extended interviews only when you join the coalition. So that's Mm -hmm. mailbag stuff, which we're going to introduce soon. We're going to have a mailbag segment. We're going to have extended peer, an extended interview with people that we interview. We're going to, Mike's going to do the same thing when he does his open mic show. He's going to have some juicy, spicy questions that the only way you're going to get this extra content is if you join the coalition. We're also planning on introducing a daily news show, audio only, every Monday to Friday morning. So Mm -hmm. that we can hit you with a daily dose of the news updates, all the stuff that we can't cover in detail in our shows because the Canadian news cycle is fast and furious. So every morning Mm -hmm. you can expect an audio only news update. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. We're planning on introducing that. We have also partnered with friends at Carpe Fide, the Ezra Institute, Resistance Coffee Company, and the Antichrist and his ruined documentary people to bring you not just some neat things, it's not about that, it's to bring you the tools and weapons you'll need to fight in this culture mm-hmm. and stand strong in the months and years ahead. Now, we're going to be rolling out more details in the next few weeks. You might hear those names and think, ooh, Carpe Fide, Ezra, Antichrist, I like all, okay, just, we're going to tell you, we're going to be slowly rolling out, this yeah. is what that looks like, this is how we've partnered with them, this is how they're going to help support us and people who support us as well. 
So yeah. stay tuned. And if you want to continue, if you want us to continue to equip you to join us in advancing a united mm -hmm. front for liberty and freedom in Canada, then please be ready to join the coalition. You, there's mm -hmm. lots of great stuff in store for you, lots of perks, extra content, really great blessings be through our partners. And at the core of it, though, all that stuff is to help sweeten it to incentivize you. Mm -hmm. At the core of it is this. Legacy media is bought and paid for. And within the Canadian freedom movement, Canadian freedom media movement, we love our friends at Bright Light, Rebel, and True North News. We're thankful for them. Mm -hmm. But what we do that they don't do is we bring you all that stuff from a distinctly Christian and biblical worldview and perspective. We also help to strengthen churches and build them up strong and help you find good churches. Mm -hmm. We're going to be defending the legal rights and freedoms of Canadians like Josh Alexander. It, we're, that's, it's about to get real with mm -hmm. Josh very soon. Yeah. So we do all these things and we need your help to be able to do it so we can continue to push back and equip you and do the sort of stuff we need to do to fight for freedoms in Canada. And so again, we're asking you, be ready. More info is mm -hmm. coming out, but this is a way that you can, you can push back. Join yeah. us, join the coalition. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so excited to launch a lot of the content that we have a planned, a lot of the new shows. This is, listen, I hope anybody who's been listening or watching our programming over the last, you know, year plus has noticed a, a progression in not only the quality, but the frequency, uh, the professionalism. We're making life harder on us we're going to be doing more content more interacting with news and culture and everything in order to equip you this is to help you and all we're asking is a small nominal monthly fee to get all these tools in your toolkit to help fight this culture war and help do it not as just a reactionary who's just like, oh, I don't like all this nonsense that is happening, but a well-equipped person who is coming at it from a fully formed worldview so you can attack the enemy where they're weakest. And that's really a lot of what you said, Andrew. That's just the beginning. All the announcements you're going to hear, that's step one of the coalition. And if you join and partner with us, we guarantee you more and more content, more and more goodies, more and more things that can get you excited about what we're doing over here. So get excited. We are excited to do more and more, to interact with you more and more. And we really, really, really do look forward to we'll tell you, rolling We'll, we'll say out. one thing. We'll okay. say one thing. I'm just going to say one thing, okay? Drop it so, on him, Andrew. Yeah, so one thing. So this and then. This is this will only, again, so it's, it's still, still going to be in the next month as we're rolling this out. But just one thing. So you might be thinking, ooh, I want to get, I want to get on that. Matt and I have recorded four interviews with people, four interviews, hour long plus, <laughs> right? 60 to 90 minute interviews that we've recorded with people that will be exclusively available only for those who join the coalition. And what four mm -hmm. interviews you're thinking? Why is it worth? Well, I'll tell you. We interviewed Billboard Chris mm -hmm. and we talked about Transmania. Yep. We interviewed Dr. Scott Masson, friend of the show, and we talked about transhumanism. We interviewed Bruce Party, another friend of the show, and we had a lengthy discussion about the constitutional crisis in Canada and what how we need to respond.
-hmm. And then I got to interview Glenn Jung, the founder of Bright Light News. And we talked about not only COVID stuff, but really the landscape of media in Canada. Those four hour long plus interviews will be available from day one when we roll out only for those who join the coalition. You'll, you'll log in and you'll have access to those four interviews right away. Only if you join the coalition, that's not, that's nothing. That's just a little bit of icing. What, what, what the sort of stuff we want to do because we want to look at, I'm being, being real here. We want to equip you so that we can fight back and push and fight for a free Canada that is built on biblical principles. That's why we haven't left. That's why we're still here fighting is because we want to build up Canada and push back. And we know that you need to be equipped and strengthened and you need to be built up and join with other like-minded people. And that's our heart. That's what we want to do. It's not about building a name for ourselves. I don't plan on buying a Tesla, right? <laughs> My 2013 Dodge Caravan has many of year, many years to go. This is about being able to give you the tools so that we can indeed be a united front for liberties and freedoms in our country. So please join the coalition. Think about it now. Get ready for it. Absolutely. Until next time, friends, Galatians 5.1. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com. Friends, we're posting new content multiple times every week throughout our various shows on this channel. So you're going to want to subscribe to it and hit that notification bell. That way you stay up to date with everything that we're releasing here with the Liberty Coalition Canada.